0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rooted Creative Podcast. I am here with Megan Thompson, the owner and lead designer of Curated Mezcal. She is based in the Pacific Northwest, but she is traveling everywhere. And we just recently had her at our Rooted Content Day our content retreat, it was multiple days, Um, in Utah in the freezing snow. And she was amazing and braved the cold
1: like no other. Megan, how are you? It's good to see you. Good. Thanks so much for that great intro, Danny. I'm great. Uh, A little less cold now than what we were, you know, end of January. Yep. (laughs) Um, But doing great. Good. Okay. I am so excited to have you on and
0: to chat through all of the things like styled shoots, content days, and and planning that type of stuff because I know a lot of photographers struggle with that. But before we kind of dive into that, tell us a little bit about you and maybe even how you got started with, you know, curated Mesco and all of the good things.
1: Yeah. So like you said, um, I own Curated Mesco. I'm the lead designer, um, kind of the brains behind the whole operation. Um, I got started in my business, I would say probably similarly to most creatives in the wedding industry um, by my own wedding, right? Um, and it's funny because my own wedding was the very first wedding that I had planned and it did not go well. Um,
0: what? And Tell I, me more. Yeah. Wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I just didn't know what I was doing, you know, yeah. and I I think it kind of boiled down to a really common question of like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I reflect on it now and, you know like I remember not being able to even carry on a solid conversation the month up to my wedding because I was like, where do you get candlesticks? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and so I, I remember after that experience thinking like, gosh, nobody should have to do this alone or by themselves. And that's kind of where Curated Mesco was birthed from. Um, and I've, I've learned so much since then. And Um, you know, like truly love this field of work, but yeah, I mean, my own wedding was kind of the, the launching path, um, for what would become, you know, weddings that turned out way better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, you know, what's so funny. I've been watching so much shark tank lately, and I'm just going to compare it because almost every entrepreneur that comes on was like, I saw this problem and no one had solved it. And so I solved it. And it was like, well, yeah, that's kind of how business works, I guess, when you're a creative mind and you're thinking, well, I could do this. Like, this was way too difficult for me. Like, I'm just going to start my own thing and make it epic. Um, So I love that. And so how, how long have you been doing this? Like, how long has Curated Mesco
1: been in business. We're coming up on just about four years. Um, yeah. And I mean, kind of similar to what you're saying with with Shark Tank, I kind of wanted to be the person that I needed but couldn't find mm. yes. <laughs> starting my business. Um, I remember vividly telling my my now husband, like, I need a stylist. And he thought that I meant like, <laughs> like I thought I was a celebrity and I needed like a stylist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause I, you know, couldn't even like punctuate the needs that I had had. And so it's just so funny to reflect back on it now, but yeah, coming up on just about four years. So, okay. If
0: <laughs> This might be a little silly, but if you could go back to your wedding, what's like the biggest thing that you would have changed as far as like all of that, like styling or planning or I don't know.
1: I mean, so here's the thing. It was super pretty like it was beautiful. It was like great for the time, like whatever, but there was no infrastructure, like Mm -hmm. none. Like I remember my uncles, like I was on the dance floor and they were like in the kitchen cleaning dishes. Um, which no, I know it was like, um, yeah. I mean, and honestly, if I could go back and do it over logistically, I would have hired help, hire help. It's worth spending the money on. I always tell anyone that even does an inquiry call with me, I'm like, you know, you don't have to hire me, um, but at least hire somebody for day of like you will be so happy that you did because you just can't do it all on that Mm -hmm. day. Um, But really, if I could go back and I kind of tease this with my husband all the time, um, I would do what I do now, which is like elopements and micro weddings, like in a luxury type way, I would go to Italy and go for like three or four days and make it an experience for like 10 of my favorite people have beautiful tablescapes and like do the whole thing and make it an experience rather than just a day where you're trying to like slam it all together.
0: Isn't it funny how we always like <laughs> once we get into the industry, our wedding just drastically changes and we're like, I wish I would have done this instead. <laughs> I know. Oh
1: yeah! I mean, I'm telling my husband all the time, like I'm like, how soon is too soon for a vow renewal? A vow renewal? I know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, girl, <laughs> so you roll.
0: I'm like, I need a second wedding, but it's not a wedding; it's in a little bit, and it's better. <laughs>
1: right. 100%.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's like such good advice, though. And like from a photographer perspective, like working on a wedding day with some type of stylist or coordinator or someone who's running the show is like a game changer. So I can align with you on that from the photography side. Any wedding I shoot where they don't have a coordinator, I kind of cringe in the inside. I'm like, this is going to be a really tough day, but we're going to figure it yeah. out.
1: <laughs> so totally. Well, it almost always falls on the photographer. Like, Absolutely. Yep. A coordinator. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're like, so what next? And they look at you and you're like, whoa.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. all of a sudden, you're the one keeping the timeline and you're like, "Uh, um, there's no flowers on any of the tables. Is someone handling that or – Do I need to like
1: look at you and they're like, where's my aunt Fran? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Am I supposed to go find her?
0: Right. It's just like an added job when there's not like to our job when there's not a coordinator. So I can agree with you there. But I want to talk today about styling because lots of photographers, this is a topic that we preach all the time. We're always trying to get more content. We're trying to build these things. And a lot of the time when we're building these content shoots or, you know, styled shoots, we're the ones planning all of the design, all of the back end and all of that, but we don't really realize how much goes into that. So I guess for like photographers listening, what's some of the best advice that you can give as they plan Maybe like their own first epic styled shoot. Like this is a photographer who's planning their first one with all of the the bells and whistles. What's like, what's like the best advice you can give as they get started with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's hard because, um, so I just did my own content day. Right. And like, I'm a planner, so I plan, it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. And, you know, as a photographer, you kind of have to switch gears a little bit from photography to like, okay, how do I become a planner and how do I also host this event? Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, when you have your own styled shoot, whether it's just like a branded shoot for yourself or for, if it's like for attendees, you want to be present. You don't want to feel like you're kind of like running around um, behind the scenes all day of because then you're not really, you know, able to like support the people who came and bought tickets. So, I mean, my advice is going to be kind of similar to like clients planning their own wedding, like hire help. Um, hire a professional, especially if like style and design isn't your thing. Like just, you know, you can hire out a designer or even an assistant at minimum, right? Like if you have a dream of what you want something to look like, I think again, if you're hosting an event, pass it off to somebody so that you can be like more available and present. Mm.
0: Yeah, actually I can agree with that because, um, It's true, like as a host for these type of content days, like to be running around on the back end and worried about all of the rentals and the dresses and getting those back in time. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Like even, okay, let's just like talk through like getting a wedding dress, right? If you're going to be renting a dress, you gotta go to the bridal salon and pick it up and then you gotta not get it dirty and sometimes you gotta clean it and then you gotta return it back to the bridal shop and that's like a whole... Five hours of whatever driving to back and forth or whatever to get it back and you know that's just time that is stressful and falls on you whereas like when I hired Megan she did like pretty much everything including returning all the rentals and the dresses and finding all that stuff and it was just like such a huge thing and so even if you're listening to this as a photographer and you're like well Danny, I don't really have the budget to hire someone I would say like if you can, and you're going to host a type of content event, like work it into the budget because it is essential to having a successful content retreat, content day. And even if it's for yourself, um, choose it as an investment or find some way to make up that cost by having a couple other photographers tag along because it's worth it. Um, and, and yeah, so I guess, I guess like, I'm just curious from, the photography side, like how, what goes into the back end of what you do? Like, what does it realistically look like? Like, when I came to you with my vision of this is what I want the sand dunes to look like, and this is what I want the salt flats to look like, what was like the first thing that you did with that information? <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked because I was just about to break this whole thing out. <laughs> yes, let's go. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, because it is, it's so much work. And you know, like, so essentially when you hired me on for Rooted Workshop and you're like, okay, here's the mood boards, here's the vision, um, number one, you're a great client because you didn't like micromanage me at all. You know, nope. you weren't like, oh, I don't know about that or this. You were like, that sounds great that looks great. I trust you. Um, and that's a huge part, like any photographers who are gonna hire on a designer, um, the same way that you want clients to trust your edits and your presets and all that same or all of that stuff. It's the same thing with a designer. Mm. Um, and so essentially first thing that I did, um, because I hadn't done anything in Utah is I sourced rentals and like, that's two little bitty words that take hours and hours to do um because i learned that like they didn't have the glassware that i wanted so i would come back to you and say like okay we're gonna have to order this thing from world market or we need to ship these things in um this is what investment's gonna look like for that we'll do you know we'll do this shoot and it'll be a two top because it's a moroccan elopement and that makes more sense but we'll do the salt flats and we'll do it like a little more um kind of modern we'll do a six top um And so, yeah, I mean, one of the very first things I do, and sometimes even before being hired on for a project is I look into the rentals in the area, because if you are somewhere on an Island, you know, like let's say you do something in Alaska, like, or anywhere where it's hard to like fly things in, it's going to be super hard to set something up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's something to be really cognizant of, um, after I do that, I take the rentals and I put them into a design and then I send them over to my client for approval. Um, we might adjust and tweak certain things um, and then we start placing orders and we get all of those things on order. Um, fast forward to the week, not the couple of days, the content like shoots were two days, but I was there a full week and it took me a full week to get the job done, which mm-hmm. is saying a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I rented like a big Ram, uh, pro master. Right. And I went and I picked up this like Huppa that was huge. Um, and I drove, you know, from Provo all the way to like Salt Lake and, um, like I went and I picked up the dresses and, you know, like something was amiss and I had to go back cause I got the wrong size from the person, you know? And so all those things that if you're hosting, especially a retreat where you're like hanging out with, like anyone who attended you know at night and trying to bond, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have to run over to provo because something got you know I was given the wrong thing, and it becomes a nightmare, oh yeah, um, and I mean, I was sitting uh like at home, well, at like where I was staying every night and making myself like pick up and drop off schedules based on like the time that the shoots were not overlapping the days by too long. Um, Some things were needed back by the rental company because they were renting it out to someone else the next day. So, I mean, and it, it's so complex and it sounds simple when you talk about it, but I actually, you know, from my content day recently had a photographer assist me Um, and so she came with me to pick up the rentals and load up the truck and do all the things. And she looked at me at the end and was like, this was so much work, (laughs) um, because it is. And it's just like, it's physical labor too. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't go into a style cheer or content day lightly. Um, it's like, be aware of all the things. And, and on top of that, you have to think about all the things that could go wrong. So,
0: um, yeah, you have to have a plan B you have to. Yeah. I mean, that just goes with hosting any event you want to have a plan B, but if you're solely responsible for all of these tasks, like realistically, it's just not sustainable, but also it's probably not giving the best experience to, um, the people attending or coming to the shoot or the shoot isn't going to be as good as you had dreamt, it would be dreamt, dreamed, dreamt. (laughs) And so, um, (laughs) so I can, I can completely agree with that because my first rooted workshop that I did in Moab was solely myself. Um, and I had big ambitions to have all these setups and all these things. And I actually ended up purchasing a lot of it and driving out to Utah myself because it was in Moab. Um, to set it all up. And it was so stressful, beyond stressful, because I was like, I have to figure out where we're going to put this and how we're going to lug that out and get it out in time before we start shooting, after all of our lectures. like It was so much work that I think just needed to be thought of ahead of time of like, okay, I need to make room in my budget for hiring someone to come and help me do this because there's no way I'm going to be able to do it myself. But the other important aspect I think is important to mention is the styling part of it, because we can have our vision with like our mood board, but we don't know where to go and source stuff. And we also don't know like how to truly make that vision, like come to life. And what I think you did really well with our rooted content day was the The vision came to life and it was like better than like we'd imagined. And like, that's something that I know I wouldn't have been able to do on my own. Um, because I'm just, yes, like I think I'm a stylish person, but I also like, don't, I'm not the professional in that. Like I'm the professional in taking photos. So that's why I think it was so valuable to have you there because the setup was way better than I could have ever done it. Um. So the value was way better to everybody who that attended, even though it was freezing cold. And at the salt shoot, the salt flats shoot, we were like, our feet were so like it was miserable. But you came with boots; you were prepared. Which honestly, (laughs) I should have like bought boots, but I didn't. So, um, so yeah, I completely agree with you that with agree with you on that. There's so much that goes into it that on the back end, we don't think about like the running into, Oh, this dress is the wrong size. Got to take it back. Did you hear the news? Our next workshop is coming officially this July with myself and Macy Francis. And honestly, we could not be more stoked to meet our next set of rooted workshop ladies Every workshop, frankly, is so different and so special. And this one is going to be particularly special because we are headed back to Utah. You heard me. You guys asked. So I delivered because our content retreat sold out so quickly this January. And so many of you were interested in shooting in Utah again. We've decided to head back to your favorite places. That's right, we're headed back to the salt flats, the sand dunes, and the beautiful Utah mountains again, and this time in the summer. So let's get ready for the heat instead of the cold this time. We're going to be so excited. You're going to have a lecture from me, which is all about things, business, and how to build this business of yours into the dream that you want it to be. And a lecture from Macy about the identity and brand that you want to create in your business and how you can bring it all back to your faith. There are also two ticket options for this workshop one with a housing and food option and one without housing, but food included. So both of these tickets include food. The only difference is one does not have housing. So, Hangouts at the workshop house will obviously be included for both tickets. We just can't simply house all of you in one house this year. So we're going to need multiple houses. You can view all of that and more by going to www.rootedwrkshp.com forward slash rooted dash Utah dash 2023, as well as more information about the workshop itinerary and payment options. Tickets are on sale February 22nd at 8 a.m. Pacific sharp. And make sure you're on our email list for first tips because these workshops have been known to sometimes sell out within five minutes of launching. So make sure you are ready to get your ticket. Are you going to be at our next Rooted? We hope to see you there. The dates are July 10th through 13th. So if you can make it, we want you there. Hope to see you there, friend. Um. So I guess like a follow-up to that. What's your biggest challenge with planning events? And how do you usually overcome that?
1: Um, with events like with clients, not, you know, styled shoots is like, I'm almost always butting up against tradition, Tradition's mm-hmm. hard. And you can run into that with styled shoots too. Um, you know, like the unspoken rules of, well, it should be this way or so-and-so should walk you down the aisle or you should wear a white dress, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would say like, client facing, I run into that the most. Um, and it's hard because, you know, usually, you know, I get clients that are a little more like, like anti bride, so to speak, um, (laughs) a little more like non-traditional wanting to break the rules, but there's always pushback against that. Um, and so that, you know, that can be really hard, but as far as like challenges with style shoots and content days, I mean, I think, gosh. I mean, I think it's just the the logistics can be really hard. They can be really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially if you bump up against weather, like we did. Um, Like I remember setting up that HAPA and like, I think how many feet of snow was it? At least one, right?
0: Oh, no, it was probably like three,
1: between one and three. It was like there were
0: portions that were deep.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, that was... I mean, it's, it was physically like strenuous. I mean, it's such a challenge. Um, and in that instance, um, like a huge challenge was, you know, carrying this really heavy structure with its weighted plates, you know, and trying to get the backdrop of like the dunes but also not, you know, carry it over like several sand dunes and not be mm-hmm. able to set it up right. um, in three feet of snow. <laughs> right. um, and so I would say there's just, there's a lot of things when it comes to style shoots and content days that you can't control no matter how much you plan. Um, and you just have to be willing to and able to be creative on the fly and come up with solutions on the fly and like mm-hmm. think outside of the box and frame things. Um, the way that they'll be the most visually stimulating. Like I'm not a photographer, um, but I did study film photography in college. And so I kind of know what angles to look for and what photographers are looking for. Um, And I always, you know, will stage my designs in reference to that and thinking about that and thinking about like them not having to crop certain things out of frame or anything, you know, to that extent. So Right, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry.
0: and I think that's that's important
1: too, <laughs> when hiring a
0: stylist who can take into account like photo wise what's gonna be the best angle to set this up um and and yeah, just like imagine doing that by yourself at, like as a photographer with a time crunch and getting there only at a certain time to set it up, like it's just it would have been impossible for me to do that um on my own, <laughs> plus I'm pregnant, so that wouldn't have worked, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean even even like. Just yeah, being flexible and and being able to like brainstorm because even with the salt flats, even though they were flooded, we were like, okay, um, where do we want the table set up? And we originally had the table and the ceremony like out a little distance so that you got you can get more of those wide shots, you know, in the water and the reflection and all that stuff. And then it started snowing and the reflection was gone, but it was still (laughs) great. But then later it opened up and it was like this beautiful like sunset. And we actually brought the um, ceremony closer just because all the girls were like, we don't want to be in the water anymore. And so we kind of adapted. And so (laughs) Megan like picks up all the ceremony, brings it closer to the shore. And then we're just like, yep, this is going to work. It looks like we're in the middle of water. But yeah, being flexible and I just have to commend you on like that Huppa thing because it was like, I know it was heavy and like the snow was so (laughs) tough. So um, that was amazing to watch you in your element, but it was, it was great.
1: Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. it was funny. I had a couple of the gals ask me like, was this here? And I was like, no, no, this is, this doesn't live here. (laughs)
0: I have to break this down and here. put it
1: in my truck. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like this, I, that'd be so nice, but no. <laughs> yeah.
0: so. I know. Um, but, but how fun, right? And it turned out so beautifully, even though it was cold. Um, okay. So, so what's like the biggest lesson that you would say you've learned in running this business and styling these types of events, real events and style
1: events? Mm. That's hard i mean i think the biggest lesson i've learned is like as a perfectionist that sometimes like you just have to let things ride right like um if we're trying to do morocco and three feet of snow then you know there's only so much that you can control um and that goes with like wedding days and with like content days and style shoots Um, and in that vein as well, a huge thing, um, that I've learned, like I, am, am like an empath and I love people. Um, I've learned to be a confidant for my clients, like whether they're like nervous about like conditions of weather or they're dealing with family issues or, um, you know, stuff comes up like the wedding planning season, I think is possibly one of the hardest seasons like of, of life, um, up until that point, at least just because there's, you learn a lot about like the people around you, I think during that time. And um, I'm usually my clients like safe person, you know, and they'll like vent to me if they're dealing with like difficulty and, you know, whatever facet. And so I've learned to, you know, not only like give advice, but be a good listener. Cause sometimes people just need a listening ear and they need to feel heard and they need to feel seen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And if I can do that for somebody, then like that's, you know, that's like my heart to do it. And also to ensure them that it's going to be beautiful because like I will die on the hill to make it beautiful. Like I like promise it, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, like definitely because
0: yeah, hiking that really heavy Huppa in snow was like a crazy thing. <laughs> I'm still not over it. Yeah, no, but that's, um, that kind of was also similar to like what we, a role that we play as photographers with like, especially with smaller allotments and micro weddings, like we, we tend to be more of that like person where they can come and talk to us and be like, Oh my gosh, like, here's the drama going on right now. I don't know what to do. And we're like, Hey, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to work out and it's going to be great. And we just have to be flexible and have a plan B, C, D, like it's all going to be fine. (laughs) Um, so I, I feel like in a lot of ways, stylists and photographers have a very similar business because it is like an art. um, And we do work very closely with our clients as well. So I feel like there's a lot that we align on there, which is interesting and very cool. Um, So personally, I love like getting content and that's all really great. But a lot of the times like photographers just don't know like where to even start. I guess with like planning, even just like something for themselves. So I guess like, I'm going to ask you a question as if this photographer, this specific photographer who does not have a budget for a coordinator, it's just a shoot that they want to do themselves. And that isn't required to like, there's no attendees, like there's no type of thing. What would you say? Like they should expect with planning a full thing, a full blown Epic shoot with rentals and buying candles and and all of that, like what, what would you say they should expect as they start this like planning process and maybe not hiring a stylist?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if that's not in the budget, I like, I totally get that. Um, I will say like, and this is like controversial, DIY is never cheaper, even if it's financially cheaper, it still like costs you. Like it might cost you your sanity a little. (laughs) Um, And so, but I mean, if I, you know, were a photographer and I was planning a shoot and I really wanted it to be epic and amazing and I'm trying to grow my portfolio, um, you know, and if like budget is an issue, then you know, photographers have this really great tool that they can say to whoever they want to collaborate with, um, whether it's like a rental company or a wedding dress company, or, um, you know, they're trying to work with a certain venue, you know, you guys can offer up your gallery, right. You can Mm -hmm. say like, I really want to do this. I'd love to collaborate with you. Um, and I'd love to send you the full gallery. And also if you want any specific images, which is like, I never, I get asked a about this sometimes, but I wish I was asked more as a designer, like what images do you want to see? Right. Mm -hmm. And so if photographers go to team up with other vendors and the budget isn't there, then like truly asking what that person wants to see, because it's their work too, Mm -hmm. um, I think goes so far. Um, And so in getting people on the team, I think it's just being really like genuine in that way. Like let's say you're working with a florist and your florist is like I would, you know, please make sure that the model is holding the bouquet this way um, and, you know, tilt it out instead of like straight up because it shows the work better. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that, for example. Right. And so I think photographers really control so much of the final product um, that no one else on the team can control what that looks like. So I think offering. Um, offering images and specific images and asking for requests goes a long way. Um, And I think having an, a really solid plan, um, you know, like mapping it out and giving yourself for every single thing on your timeline, at least 10 to 30 more minutes than you think you'll need. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you plan to get to this venue Um, and you want to get started right away. Let's say you need to like move some furniture around to have like a more clear space that could take you a good half hour, especially if you don't have an assistant. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would say just always to plan for the unexpected. Um, it's my job and it's the way that my brain works to think of what could go wrong and what is my plan F, right? Like how many things do I have to go through to get to that plan to still make sure that everything goes to plan and that no one would know the difference. Yeah. Um, and so that would be my two kind of like main avenues of advice if you're like jumping into planning a styled shoots, having a really solid plan, um, and having your vendors' backs because they'll love that and they're gonna work that much harder for you if you are willing to work hard for them.
0: Yeah. And even on the the topic of budget, like I've worked with a lot of florists um, for Rooted Workshop for just like shoots that I've planned just here and there. and. Um, a lot of the times florists will still charge wholesale. And so um, even like with collaborating, you have to still be willing to put forward some money because I think there will be obviously those times where you you may buy stuff from world market or you may have to pay wholesale for flowers. And either way, like if you're going to do a an epic style shoot with all of these things, Collaborating is a great way to obviously lower that, um, but still understand that you're you're probably going to be spending money on some of this stuff. And so that's where it's like if you're going to be doing like an epic shoot, if you can make some return on that by hosting a content day, that's where like the value is going to be even further for you because, yeah, you're getting content, but you're also not losing a bunch of money and investing A bunch that you're never really going to see back very quickly. Whereas if you have attendees or other photographers coming, they're helping kind of pay for that cost. So, um, I've seen a lot of content days, obviously popping up. I don't know if you've, you've probably worked with a lot of photographers and content days, but I see some where they're, they're coming out and like, they're, they're doing the content days, right. But um, they don't have a stylist. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be so stressful for you, (laughs) like especially as your first event. So um, usually when working with photographers, do you see like a difference in – have you ever been to a content shoot where there wasn't a
1: a stylist or I don't know, like have you seen the difference yourself? That's – well, so that's hard because like if I'm there, it's usually because I'm working it, right? Right, Um, right. I have heard like horror stories and it breaks my heart because I think it just can be a lot of pressure on the lead photographer like you know if you're trying to lead it and host it right and you're trying to like pose the couple but you're also like trying to be aware like here's a great example Um, and this is so small and so minute and like no one else probably noticed at my most recent content day, we had the models drinking wine and they took Mm the wine glasses off the table, the table that I had like literally measured with like a measuring tape, right. To make sure everything's perfect and precision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I go really hard. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It's really funny. Um, like people are like, Oh, this is so funny. This is so like, you really do this. And I'm like, yes, I really do Um, (laughs) But they had taken the glasses off the table um, and we put some wine in the glasses and then they got up to move around the table and take more pictures and the wine glasses were no longer in play. Um, that makes my tablescape look unfinished because there's mm-hmm. two glasses missing now at two table like spots. But I had extra because. Um, yes. And me and I know that um, and I know that kind of thing can happen and breakage can happen and whatever. And so I like run into the back room and I'm like, hold on. I'm going to jump in your shot because I'm going to put these wine glasses back because this is a representation of like my work. Right. Mm. Um, And so that's just like one teeny tiny example. And that kind of thing happens 1 million times at a style shoot. And so it's really hard to be the person leading, hosting, also getting your own content while you're there Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that everything is like beautiful and perfect. And so I mean, even if you can like bring on a friend to help you and to just keep an eye out for those things, uh, or an assistant, like I just love having a body, right. If I'm like, can you run, grab this from the car? Um, because it saves me the time of having to do it and having to run all around. Um, or even for the shoot that I did, um, the, the one at the sand dunes, right. With like the three feet of snow. Um, I had talked to the florist and I was like, Hey, this is when I'm going to get here. Um, and she told me she'd get there at the same time. Cause I was like, I'll at least need hands to help me get this huffa up. And then she was like, well, that's great. I'll need hands, um, to help me put in this installation. And so we worked together as a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, I think it's being cognizant of knowing like where your blind spots are and where you'll need help and to plan for that help.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I think that's so valuable too. Um, And if you're a photographer listening to this thinking, I'm never going to host a styled shoot because this sounds too complicated. (laughs) that's totally fine. You can always go to another content day, but make sure they have a coordinator. Oh my word. Um, (laughs) Before you go. Anyway. All right. Megan, any last words of advice for photographers? We are a very photographer heavy audience. So any last tips or words of advice that you want to share with us?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think... I don't know. As a planner, like I have a lot of photographer friends. I love photographers. Like I am so in awe of the work of photographers. Like, and it's so funny because I'll hear the same thing back, um, from the photographers I work with. They're like, I would never want your job. Your job sounds really stressful. And I'm like, (laughs) honestly, likewise, um, like I don't (laughs) want to be in charge of like getting the first kiss or like, what if your, um, like SD card corrupts? Like, I don't want to touch that. Like that sounds really stressful. (laughs) <laughs>
0: totally um, <is. laughs> And so
1: I think like my final word would be just, um, there's so, you know, our industry is really photographer heavy, um, which is great and makes a lot of sense. But there are so many like symbiotic relationships within the industry that I think are just so important and get overlooked. Um, it's really easy to, you know, for me to be friends with fellow planners because we do the same thing and we get each other and we speak each other's language. Um, but I think there's something to be said, um, to photographers because y'all dominate the industry for the most part. Um, and in building and forming relationships with all of your vendors, especially planners. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason for that is like I'm almost always the first one on a project, um, which means that I get to refer out like my favorite photographers and the people that I want to work with and the people like the photographers that have asked me, what do you want to see? Like, what pictures do you want from what angle? Like, what was your idea when you designed this? Right. And mm-hmm. so I think just thinking, cause I'm always thinking about the photographer when I am doing my designs and when I'm doing my work. And so it's a really beautiful thing to see that, um, like, I don't know that reciprocated, right. Like right. relationally with photographers. And so, Um, I'd say like, if you have the opportunity to work with a planner designer or like a florist or, um, anyone in paper, or, I mean, like, honestly, it takes so many hands to make a day happen. Um, you know, build really good relationships with those people because it'll not only serve them, but it serves you. Mm. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, that's, I like just want to preach that to, (laughs) To everyone, you know, because it's it's so important. I see a lot of vendors kind of butt heads, especially planners and photographers. Like I've heard all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's just so important to maintain those relationships, not only for like content days and whatever, but for your clients. They're already going through so much. So like, you know, if we can maintain, not only maintain, but just have really great relationships with one another and like scratch each other's backs and like help each other out. Um, then I mean, I think it'll make the whole wedding industry a better place to be. Yeah. The networking like
0: behind this type of event is crazy. Not just with other photographers at a content day, but also the vendors. That's so true. Like the florists you're meeting, um, the rental companies you're working with, like it's so insightful also for future clients that you have. And then um, building those relationships and sending those photos to those vendors and all of that is also like a really great way to maybe even get some more referrals and and things like that on the on the back end just as a photographer who's trying to book more, um, you know, is a great opportunity to to have those referrals and stuff. So that's so true. And yes, I've had my fair share of nightmare coordinator stories. Um <laughs> if anyone's listening, you can go listen to my episode where I talk about uh my I, my top worst and my top best experiences, <laughs> and one of them, no. what the worst was like, coordinator completely was crazy. Um, so we definitely do butt heads, but I think like working with someone who is really aligned with the vision that you have is really important. So like when I was doing research to find. A stylist, I was looking for someone who I knew could accomplish the vision because they've done something like similar or they have a very similar style. So that's really important too, when you're looking at vendors and even like florists and, and things like that, making sure that the style is aligned, but good advice, such good things. I love it so much. <laughs> um, okay. I have one final question for you. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it could. Um, <laughs> if you could go back. Ten years and tell yourself literally anything. What would you say?
1: Like related to the industry or in general? No,
0: nope. just literally anything. It could be life. It could be advice.
1: That's so hard. There's so many things that come to mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I would probably say to save for a sprinter van. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. That was, like, so ridiculous. Um, or, like, I mean, 10 years ago, I definitely don't think I would have been in a place to, like, buy a house. But if I was, I'd be, like, buy three houses, like, where I yes. like, in bend, Oregon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now they're, like, obscenely expensive. <laughs> so um, true. Invest in Amazon. I don't know. I mean. All like- financial <laughs> stuff. I love it. <laughs> invest in these things
0: here's how you're gonna make a million bucks by the time you're 22 or whatever
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know investment stuff that's so funny that's so over the top
0: no i mean it's raw and real though i think that's like an honest most people when they answer this question they're like oh i would just tell her to slow down and just enjoy life and do this and then (laughs) megan's like i would tell myself to invest in this to buy these
1: houses (laughs) To set myself oh, up I mean, financially. I love it. <laughs> I was having a great time when I was 18. Like I was pretty, doing pretty good in general. Like I was slowing down. Like yeah, to, like, speed up girl. Like Girl, you got to get
0: on it. You got to start investing. I would even say, you know, what's so funny. It's like invest in this sports team because they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. And so like <laughs> so stupid. But <laughs> I guess logistically, if we could time travel. Yeah. Yeah. That'd probably be a wise decision
1: (laughs) to tell us what to do. I might, I might would go back to you and tell myself, like, don't work for corporate. It's not worth it. Like I Uh, did the whole corporate thing and like, no. (laughs) So,
0: totally. Did you yeah. ever work for corporate before? Yeah. Curated Mesco? Oh.
1: Oh yeah, I uh I did all the stuff you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, like all this societal like, you know, I went to college and then I graduated and I moved. Uh I'm from North Carolina. I moved out to Seattle. Um and I worked for Nordstrom and I worked for Zulily and I, you know, like did the whole corporate thing and just creatively was like this isn't Like this isn't for me, you know, um, it works for some people and that's great, but I just had, there's so much I wanted to do. And I've always been a creative, um, that I like struggled to not have like the control (laughs) of like what shoots looked like. Like I worked in a, Mm. a studio and so like, but I couldn't always decide what the vision was or whatever. And so it just wasn't for me.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you're talking to the right audience because most of us also hated working corporate and decided to run our own business. So um, we can align with you there. Well, Megan, this has been so much fun. It's so good to see your beautiful face again and just reminisce on our fun rooted (laughs) days. And I'm so excited to have you for our rooted utah workshop this summer where we're going to be going to the same places but the shoots are going to look a little different which is going to be really fun and i'm giving megan like full reign you guys as far as like design goes so i know that she's going to come up with something amazing um so if you want to join us out there make sure you guys get your tickets Um, we still have a few in home spots if you want to be in the workshop house. So come and chat with me if you have questions. Also, there's a link in the description of the show if you want to get your ticket. Um, and Megan, you're amazing. We love you. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, likewise. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.